time passed away was Nifter a week before Rosh Hashanah, right? The Chavetz Chaim. Hi. The Chavetz Chaim passed away a week before Rosh Hashanah, basically, more or less. And uh, we could spend the whole year talking about uh, the Chavetz Chaim, which is what we do. We try and do that, to speak about the Chavetz Chaim. Mi'ayisha, Chavetz Chaim, the fact that that was his name, I always thought was very ironic. And his name's not the Mishnah Brura. You would think if somebody is, uh, is uh, you know, going to be proud of what he can, Amado Korim no Mishnah Brura. Right? The, what he did in the Mishnah Brura is, is, you would think, you would think has a more has a more, you know, probably a hard, definitely a harder, again, I don't know how long he spent on either of them, but I would assume the work of the Mishabrura, the halacha, what? Yeah, bigger impact, you would think, correct. We live by the Mishabrura. But, but what's the pshat, the Chavetz Chaim, Yeisha Chavetz Chaim, is that we know that, that the most important thing for all of us is what the Chavetz Chaim teaches us. And why he's called the Chavetz Chaim. It's Chavetz Chaim. We're, we're in a, in a less than a week, we're going to be saying, we're going to be saying, right? Kasveinu lechaim. Melech Chavetz Bachaim. Right? We're all going to be asking for Chaim. Right? So it's very apropos, appropriate to understand, right? If you want life, how do you get life? Right? Man Chai, Man Chai, right? The famous Medrash that um, one of the Tanoim was uh, walking in the market saying, who wants life? Who wants life? Who wants life? And everybody ran after him in the market, says, oh, I'm selling life. I'm selling the potion of life. Who wants the potion of life? So when they came to him, he said, man boy chai, he said twice, man boy chai, man boy chai. So I don't know if I heard this from someone or I made it up myself, probably heard it from someone, that uh, from, uh, from one of the tzaddikim, Halavai, I was zoicher to make it up myself, but, but, but the pshat is, man chai twice. Who wants life in this world? Who wants life in the next world? Somebody, and he said, Mi'ayisha Chavetz Chaim. He says, don't speak Lashon Hara. You want life in this world, and you want life in the next world. People, hakinav, hataiva, v'akavid, maitzinus ha'adam in oilam. Right, if a person is, has jealousy, a person has desires, a person wants honor, so it doesn't, you can't exist in this world. The person who speaks Lashon Hara, a person who sees the negative, a person who's, who, who is not able to, to focus on himself, invest in himself, and spends his life bothered by other people and invested in, and, and his mind. And that, of course, like we proved the other day, right? Social media, the essence of social media is living in everybody else's world. Living in everybody else's world and not staying in your world, not, not focusing on what you need to do. So we have the bracha of the Chavetz Chaim. We're blessed in this yeshiva, as I said last night. We're, we're blessed, I feel like in a certain way, uh, the Chavetz Chaim, I don't know if I could say this, but I, I think I'm confident to say it a little bit. I think the Chavetz Chaim's proud of us and, you know, saying, you know, wow, this is amazing. I remember Rebzev gets a lot of credit. Thank you, Rebzev. Rebzev. 
But Zev sent me a clip of, uh, right, about how many years ago is it? Six years ago. He sent. So six years ago was after Pesach. Seven years ago, Really? Seven years ago, Pesach, you sent it to me? So you sent me, he sent me a, click, a clip after Pesach of Rabbi Waxman of a very sad story about someone who died young and a child who died young, thank you so much, and how, I forgot the whole story, you'll have to dig it up, right, we'll have to find it. It was a very, uh, made a, a big impact and it was about Lashon Hara. It was about, it was about um, how, how the importance of not speaking Lashon Hara and I said to myself at the time, I said, I gotta, how am I gonna write my own life? I could say, okay, whether I, Baruch Shem, I'm not a big Lashon Hara guy, and I can learn in my, at home, which is Baruch Shem, one of the things we do. But I said, what am I gonna answer? What do I do in yeshiva? Do I, uh, do I talk about it enough? Do we do it? So we decided to learn every day. And not only that, Baruch Hashem, we've been through this safer purity of speech. Morty Aretz gets a lot of credit, because Morty, um, more, five times we went through this Five times we went We finished the Sefer Baruch Hashem um, With the Holy Yeshiva And Morty Aretz sponsored these uh, Purity of speech Did we always do purity of speech? We always did it? Right, unbelievable Had the books last Why? What? These books were yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah We did it for, since day one We've done it like this um, And of course as we're coming to Erev Rosh Hashanah one of the things that we can do for Rosh Hashanah, one of the best things that we could do to be Zoycha Badin, to have a good year, is to judge favorably and to not speak Lashon Hara. Imagine if we could, this year we could say we're going to see the good. And just like we are judged, we judge people, that's the way it works. Just like, you know, the way it works is Hashem gives us a person and He puts a person in front of us. They said, Viad. We say when it's on a toikif that everybody signs off your year. You sign your judgment. You think Hashem's judging you? Hashem's not judging you. Hashem makes you your own judge. How does He make you your own judge? He puts a person in front of you to do something that you're doing. He puts someone who's doing, and it's not the exact same thing, because if, if, uh, if it was the exact same thing, you would, you would hop it. So what does he do? He puts something in front of you that's a little bit similar, and, and, it, and it has a connection to you, and then he wants you to judge the situation. Why? Because by you judging the situation, you know what you're doing? You're actually judging yourself, and you don't realize that. So when you get angry at that guy, or you judge that person, and you think that that person is the, the problem or that person, that person might be the problem, but you think that it's all about that person. And of course, we're using the Binyamin principle. Everyone knows the Binyamin principle, that we're nice to ourselves, we're good to ourselves, we're patient with ourselves. Speak to Binyamin about that. That's a given. That's our underlying principle, is that we're good to ourselves, we, we forgive ourselves, we don't gaslight ourselves, we try not to, and even if we do, we're, we're okay, right? We're okay with that as well. We're very easy. I'm not making at all a joke about this, Binyamin. I'm, I'm totally, totally with you on that. I know, that's what I just said. I guess, I guess if you were feeling that, then I gotta say it better. I was not being sarcastic at all. I'm emphasizing. I, I, I don't know, I'm asking for myself. 
Go. Really? That, I'm, being, I'm being sarcastic with that. Of course. Welcome to the club. Morty, welcome to the club. Yeah. We're, all hard, we're all hard on ourselves. Chas Shalom. It sounds too good to be true. Oh, so Binyamin, it's working. It sounds too good to be true. Morty, that's one of the things we're working on in this sheer all of us together. We collectively are working together not to be hard on ourselves, but to be more loving, more compassionate, more forgiving, more understanding, more sensitive to ourselves, each and every one of us. And specifically, by me not blaming, tell me if I say this right, by me not blaming someone else and me taking ownership of what's going on with me and the other person, I'm giving myself an opportunity to actually heal myself and take care of myself. Because as long as I'm in someone else's business, as long as they're the problem, I never get a chance to really heal myself. Does that make sense? Make sense? I understand that, but what does that have to do with being hard on yourself in other areas, not just between you and another guy or person? Well, usually it comes out like that. Usually it comes out like that. We're bothered by this person. We're bothered oh, by the... I didn't make it to shock this. Oh, right, okay, so that we'll talk about separately, correct. Well, I'm talking about in relation to other people, correct. But it's all the same. It works the same. The same guy who's going to be hard on himself, Lagabe Shachris, and hard on himself by the mistakes he's made, he's going to be hard on other people as well. It's the same person. Make sense? When we learn to forgive ourselves, we learn to forgive other people. When we learn to be sensitive to other people, we learn to be sensitive to ourselves. It's all the same relationship. It's learning to be sensitive, learning to, to have patience, etc., etc., etc. Oh, so it's so beautiful. Yeah, go Yehuda. Uh, that's what Rebbe is saying. Yeah. So, I'm just going to make a bracha baruch atah adena Amen. Mm. Whenever someone learns of his time, it says that his, his lips are moving and it's got mm. Very good. When someone learns Torah, it's a Gemara actually. When somebody learns Torah of somebody and says over Torah, so his lips are moving in the Kevra. So we're, we're blessed to have, uh, the, the, to have the Chavetz Chaim constantly with us. Beautiful. So true. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes. Correct. Because if you're patient and kind to other people, to yourself, then in general, correct. Correct. Beautiful. Correct. Correct. Love it. Beautiful, beautiful Yehuda and Yassi. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Okay. So what halacha are we going to learn today? We'll learn a halacha that I think pertains... Where are we up to? You know, we'll do wherever, wherever we're up to. That's always the best. Day nine. Day nine. Day nine. Okay, let's do the whole thing. B'schus, the Chavetz Chaim. And today we have a special, um, special treat. I don't know if it was posted about uh, Simcha Rabba's joining us. Oh, no? Okay, sorry. Simcha Rabba's joining us um, on a question that Yosef Mattel had last week. Um, he's going to help us. Hopefully we'll have enough time. 
but let's go. Picture the following scenario. You notice a beggar wearing torn, dirty clothes. He looks like a wreck. Yet when this beggar spots you, he claims, oh my, look at that stain on your shirt sleeve. What would you think of this beggar? What nerve? His clothes are so dirty, yet he still has the chutzpah to make fun of a small stain on my shirt sleeve. So it is with people who talk about another person's Averis, another Jew's Averis. They don't realize we're on page 36, day 9. They don't realize that the Avera of Lashonara is often much worse than the Avera of the person whom they are belittling. That's a, that's a great one. When you speak Lashonara about someone saying, oh, you know what that guy did? Your Lashonara is worse than what that guy did. So it's ironic. That's a great one, right? Love the Chavetz Chaim. Here we go. Talking negatively about someone's actions, traits. Revealing that someone did an Avera. In the event that you see someone doing an Avera, either you see a Tzadik or a Bain, or someone who repeats one Avera continuously, you're not allowed to talk about it. Even if that Avera that most people include, you are not careful of. Moreover, is a mitzvah to judge the person favorably. What should you think? So the Chavetz Chaim gives us a few great ideas. Num number one, either it was Pikuach Nefesh. Right? You see someone driving. They had to go to the hospital, or they're a doctor, or someone hurt themselves, so they're going. Number two, he wasn't aware that he was doing an Avera. He doesn't think that there's anything so wrong with doing what he's doing. He doesn't realize that there's something wrong with that. Number three, he thought that this mitzvah was a chumrah. He didn't know that I'm chayev. He didn't realize that it's totally, I'm chayev to do it. I thought that it's a chumrah to daven, you know, to wait. He doesn't realize there's a chayev to say kriyashma before a certain time. He didn't know that. You can also assume, this is a big one, that he did teshuva already. That's a great one. And also it's brought down from, from uh, Rav Dessler, from Rav Yisrael Salanter. This is a very big yesod in life in general. A person, and it's good for Rosh Hashanah, a person is judged according to the quality of his Avera, not the quantity of his Avera. What does that mean? The quality means how hard was it for you not to do that Avera? If it was easy for you not to do the Avera, and you did it anyway, then obviously it's much worse than if it was impossible for you not to do the Avera. Hashem doesn't judge you on the act that you do. Hashem judges you on your amount of difficulty it is to overcome whatever you can overcome. Therefore what? It's impossible to judge somebody. Why? Because you can say, this guy doesn't wake up for chakras. Morty, you were talking about this. This guy doesn't wake up for chakras. This guy wakes up for chakras. So what's the automatic response? Tzaddik. Obviously, I'm going extreme. The guy who wakes up for chakras must be a great guy. The guy who doesn't wake up for chakras must be a terrible guy. The answer is, that's not true. Because you don't know how hard it is for that guy to, not, to get up for chakras. And you don't know how easy it is for that guy to get, chakra, to get up for chakras. So therefore you can't judge. And let's do it the other way. You could have a guy who sleeps late and then a guy who gets up for chakras and the guy who gets up for chakras is a massive, massive tzaddik. Why? Because it's so hard for him to get up for chakras. And he pushes himself anyway to get up for chakras. And then you have a guy who sleeps and ultimately he could get up for chakras. So you can't, can't judge anyone where they're holding because you have no idea how difficult it is for somebody to do what he does. You have nobody, nobody here knows how hard it was for anybody to come to this shear. You don't know if it was hard for this guy, this guy, that guy. We have nobody knows how hard, how, no one knows how much, how many hours of sleep somebody got last night. If maybe you're going on three hours, maybe someone's going on 10 hours. 
Maybe someone's hungry. Maybe someone has anxiety. Maybe someone has this. Nobody has no, and nobody has any idea how difficult things are for a person. So therefore, you can never judge someone in what in their actions that they're doing. To me, that's like incredible. Oh, I love, love this. Okay, when someone judges a fellow Jew negatively, okay, that's another thing. Okay, we could say it. Someone judges a fellow Jew negatively and then talks about him besides it being over the Avera of Lashon Hara. He also is over the midst of Betzedek Tishvah Zamisecha because you're supposed to judge positively. For example, you notice Chaim talking during davening. You can't tell people about it. Moreover, you must judge Chaim fairly. Say he was talking to, uh, he was showing someone, uh, you know, uh, whatever it was. I saw someone the other day during davening on his phone. So first I was like, oh, that bothers me and I have to figure out why it bothers me. I'm like, maybe he was, maybe he's uh, davening from his phone. Maybe he's looking up a shot. Maybe his mother told him that I, I got to speak to you and, and he's being machabed. That's what I started doing. I started saying, okay, maybe he's being machabed, kibadeim, right? You got to start in your brain. You got to change and, 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 and start making up these stories. And again, I, I was okay that right away I was judging him negatively. That's okay. I'm, I'm a human being. I got to work on that. I'm not on my drega to right away. Right away, I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, okay, let me, how could I judge him favorably? And I had great ways to judge him favorably. Number one, you notice slave cheating people. You can't talk about it, except Latoyles. Obviously, you could, if, if, you need, if someone's going in business with him. Moreover, you must judge slave favorably. People don't realize that by talking Lashon about someone's Averis, they themselves are doing more. Okay? For example, Mrs. Berk, Mr. Berkowitz tells his friend, look at Shruli, he's always late for davening. Mr. Berkowitz doesn't realize that talking Lashon about Shruli is much greater Avera than coming late to davening. Oh, Amazing. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Yes, Rabbi Simcha Rabbah. What? Hashem should help all of us. We should all be Zoha, us and all the Jewish people. This coming year, Tuf Shin Pei Dalid. We're wrapping up the year of Tuf Shin Pei Gimel. Hashem should help all of us in this yeshiva, everyone in this yeshiva, and mm -hmm. all of the Jewish people that we learn Hilchus Lashon Hara. All, every day, every day, every day consistently and through our learning Lashon Hara will be Zoha to, to love our fellow Jews better and to not talk any Lashon Hara for the entire year and through that will be Zoha to be from those who helped bring Mashiach and bring the Geula. Amen. Thank you, Reb Simcharaba. Yeah, go.
because I'm seeing a guy coming late to Davin, and I'm thinking about all of these reasons about why he could be coming late because I want to have compassion for him. Nice. And therefore, it's not scaring me like, oh, now I'm not going to help him in case he needs help. Now I'm going to find an excuse for myself. Nice. I'm not looking, I'm not looking to excuse his behavior. Nice. Maybe his behavior is unacceptable. I have no idea. Right. But it has nothing to do with me. Nice. So let me just work on my compassion. Beautiful. And I've made it a lot easier because I love giving people compassion. Beautiful. Beautiful. I like that. I like that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I like that. I like that because, Morty, what you were saying, it brings us the ability to have compassion on ourselves. That's because if I can have compassion on myself, if we could have more compassion on ourselves, oh, that would be so beautiful. If we wouldn't gaslight ourselves, if we'd totally be so much nicer to ourselves, if we'd be so much more benefit of the Tao for ourselves and just have compassion and say, yeah, I did this thing wrong, and I did this thing wrong, and I, this, and I, I don't have an excuse, but it's okay. But I, but, I, but I have compassion for myself. So I like that a lot. Yes, Rafilal, and then Avigdor, and then I want to get to uh, the next piece. Yes. We have this idea of having compassion for yourself and yes. um, being patient with yourself. Yeah. First of all, it totally makes sense to me that if you're more compassionate to yourself, so you'll be able to be compassionate towards others. Right. Because your needles don't split, and the way you are for yourself, you'll be towards right. others. Right. But my comment or question is, um, it's much easier to be compassionate towards other people because, or to be patient with, with, with other people because I don't know why he did what he did. I could come up with a thousand different excuses. Right. For myself. Or, right. Or not excuses. Or <laughs> right. Right. But, when it comes to myself, I know why I didn't do it. I think I know or whatever. Right, right. It's much harder to, to, to be patient with yourself. So 100%. is there a, a, a derech or, or some etza uh, how a person could actually have more patience towards himself when he knows or he thinks he knows why he does what he does or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's a great point. I think it is much harder to have compassion for yourself than to others, because a lot of people abuse also, themselves. I another point. Yeah. As far as one would think that, like, Hashem is expecting me right. to, 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 to be, be one way, and I'm not, right. I'm not uh, right. fulfilling what, what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Right. Therefore, you start be going hard on right. yourself because you right. want to change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. So is there, is there, uh, yeah, we're doing it here. We have, to, we have to share with each other. We have to have people help us. Have people help us? Yeah, and I think my first question is really like to convince myself that I'm supposed to have compassion towards right, myself. Right, I'm supposed to be patient right, with myself. I'm right. supposed to be okay. Right. With now you're not, not about supposed. It's not supposed to. It's learning. It's learning. We have to learn. We have to learn how to be more compassionate to ourselves. We have to learn it. We have to learn it. That's what we're here doing. We we have to learn how to be more compassionate. I'm learning. We're all learning. You know, guys, I just want you to notice one little thing, which is like, to me, is like very crazy. You have a person like Rabbi Lazarus, who's sitting here in Shear, and he could be your great-grandfather, could be my grandfather, sitting here, in, or my father, I don't want to push it, but I'm saying, Mahamish, sitting here in Shear, sorry, Rabbi Lazarus, it was, I'm saying it as a compliment, yeah. sitting here in Shear, listening to us discuss what, Rafila, what you're saying about being, having more compassion with yourself, and... Uh, I just have to say thank you, Rabbi Lazarus. I'm serious. I'm serious. It's like unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's not. Personally, when I recognize that there's something that I did wrong, something I should work on, I don't want to have compassion for myself. Right. 
I want to see if I can do something to correct it. Right. <clears throat> you know, if I can't correct it, then I need some compassion. Right. Right. Or maybe, or maybe the way I could correct it is when I have compassion and I really understand where it's coming from and I have compassion, then I could begin the process. Okay, but, we'll, but that, to be continued on that, and uh, just because I really want to get to this point, we have a, some, some time. So I think either like Rabbi Lazarus saying, you, you recognize you did something wrong, then you have compassion. I think a little bit the compassion will help the, the, us rectify what we did wrong. Yeah, okay. Right, right. I, I remember that. Yes, I, I, think, I think ultimately us, maybe it's old schools a little bit different. I think our generation... Balance. Right, so correct. Just focusing on, on that you did wrong and you did wrong, and correct. You're trying to, correct, to correct. Correct. You compassion. I think also the compassion could be in, in general. You could hold yourself and be good to yourself, but the prot that you're dealing with, you could deal with. But in general, you're not being mean to yourself. You're not beating yourself up. You're saying, like Morty was saying, what do I have to beat myself up? Why can't I say, I understand you're going through a hard time. I understand understanding yourself. Okay, go Avigdor. Thank you, go go Avigdor, and then we'll. Uh... Yeah. Yes. Go um, ahead. So I don't come to this this uh, year super consistently. So I'm sure Rebbe has spoken about this, but I just it's just a thought. I don't. Think, and now that I'm. I'm I think you're pretty consistent. I think you're pretty consistent. Like, well, this is a very uh, common and very relevant thing that's been spoken about. That to bring it up, it's, it's also I don't know if it's so simple, but. It's very relevant. The idea of when someone's speaking lashon hara, it's not it, it, that how how to how to speak to someone. It's, I mean, obviously, easier to see someone else speaking lashon hara than to see yourself. And to 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 tell someone and I call say, hey, you're you're speaking lashon hara. Maybe you should stop. How, when right you're time? saying what to do, you're asking a totally separate I question. Know, I just, I no, 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 no. I wasn't saying that. I'm, I'm trying to understand. Yeah, you're Tom, Tom, you're asking what do I do when I'm going to... So first of all, we'll get to it. He's going to go through it. Yeah. Right? I always say like this. He's going to get to what, what to do. He's going to know what to do. I say practically, we know where we're going to get Lashnahara, where we're not going to get Lashnahara. There are no surprises. Once in a while, you'll be in a situation and you'll be like, oh gosh, how did I get myself into this situation? But you know, we all know if we're hanging around who and what, where we are, whether we're going to be exposed to Lashon Hara. There are no surprises. You know what I'm saying? If you're, if you're in a situation where you're stuck, so okay, then there are different halachas that hold tell you what to do. But for you, for us, we have to make sure that people we're hanging around with we're not speaking Lashon Hara and the situations we're in. Before you go to a meal, before you sit down with people, before you go to a room, before you sit amongst people, you want to check it out and say, am I going to expose myself to possible Lashon Hara? That's what I would do. The little piece I just wanted to respond with is that, is that people, I mean, because of, when I'm, as I'm learning, as we're learning about the Chavetz Chaim and different laws of Lashon Hara, right. we see that there's so many things that we didn't realize in Lashon Hara that are Lashon Hara. And things that even when we're learning and we still don't know, there's so much more. And right. We don't, Correct. Endless. Correct. About how, we have, how much we have to watch our speech. Correct. So even in people that I, that I, I people that. Correct. There's flesh and heart going on. And I want to, I want to know, maybe we'll speak to everybody later about it. How to, like, how to, how to. I told you, you can't, Victor, unless someone is going to, I, I, unless you're going to 
be with someone who learns daily who learns purity of speech you're entering a danger zone not because people are, are bad and not because people, do, people don't know that it's Lashon Hara just you have to assume if you're with a group of people or with your people who don't learn and they're not learning it consistently that you have to assume that people are going to be not careful with it not because they want to speak Lashon Hara just because they don't know Yes. Yes. Not limited friendships. Limited people who you can sit around and have conversations with. Yes, yes, yes. You have to be, yes. You have to be very careful. Correct. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. I mean, I'm sort of like going on Ping's point, but it's pretty concerning. Like, I, we all have a lot of friends that are at all different places that struggle with different things. And like, I don't want to drop friendship just because they struggle in one area, struggle in this, let's say, one area. So... Is it wrong for me to put myself in a situation just so I can hang out with them and just let those things float over my head and, and have the ability to judge me and understand that people would be biased? It's so good. So, yeah, so if, so first of all, I respect that. If you can do that, then that's great. You also want to protect yourself. Sure. You have to protect yourself. Sometimes we think giving up friends is hard, but if you're hanging around people who speak Lush and Hara, what would the Chavetz Chaim tell you if you sat with him and said, I think, not that any of us know what the Chavetz Chaim would say, but if you said that, I would think he would say, right, if you have a friend who's, who, who takes a bat and whacks people and smashes their head every time you're with them, would you be like, yeah, I'm going to overlook that? Or you'd be like, yeah, I can't, I can't be with somebody like that. Saying, I, I, I suppose I don't appreciate the... Not you, all of us, all of us, correct. All of us are like that, I think. Yeah. Thank you, Avigdor and Moshe. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It is hard. If it were so easy, it wouldn't be so hard. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know what I'm saying. Okay, Ripsim Kharaba. Yeah, go. Sorry. Just the second thing, just to yeah. Rebbe said Avigdor and Moshe, and I love that because <laughs> well, the first of all, I love Moshe and just in, like, like the news of Moshe Rabbeinu. Oh, nice. I'm worried about these boundaries. Boundaries. I'm very worried about that and I just want to acknowledge that. Very cool. I like that. Thank you. I'm Nice. Right? Beautiful. Beautiful. I like that. He said Avigdor, the name Avigdor, people don't know that. Avig, the name Avigdor is Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu's name was Avigdor. So when I said Moshe and Avigdor, and we're talking about boundaries, because Avigdor means that he made boundaries. Moshe Rabbeinu was called Avi Gedor. Gedor is like a Geder, because he made boundaries. So he's saying you're both talking about, right? Yeah. Is this a, you're both talking about boundaries with other people. That is cool. So yeah, got it. Okay, Shkaya. Shkaya again. Okay, beautiful. Simcher Rabba, you want to come up? Rabbi Lazarus, you had something? Yeah, yeah. 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 You have compassion for yourself. Yeah. You have compassion for yourself. To be able to have respect for yourself. To what? To what? Have respect for yourself. Right. You don't have to have so much compassion that you will excuse everything that you do. Right. You have to have enough that you don't lose your self-respect. Right. Okay, Rabbi Lazarus is saying there's respect yourself and compassion. I, I see the compassion part is uh, you're, you're not so happy with the... Uh, Right, you're just saying it, you have to have it, but not too much where you're, you're going to lose respect for yourself. You're saying more have respect for yourself. Right. 
Right. Right. Right. Your dignity. Right. Your respect. Okay, beautiful. Thank you, Rabbi Lazarus. Beautiful. Thank you, Rabbi Lazarus. Amazing. Okay. Simcha Rab is here uh, because we left off on Thursday and I want to do a... We did not rehearse this. So, uh, so we're going to try and do this um, off the cuff over here. More are you with us over here? I want you to hear this over here. Ready? Listen to this. We, we, le- we left off on Thursday talking about um, Yosef Mattel had a great question. What do you do when you have affirmations? And I'm going to do this with Simcha Rabbah. What do you do when you have affirmations and you're telling yourself, oh, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I'm wonderful, I love myself, whatever it is, and then you have, and this we're going to, this is why I'm bringing Simcha Rabbah in, then you have a part of yourself, okay, that's a good second. one, that's a good that's one, a good one. You're, you end up bragging, no, meaning or there's a, a fear, yeah, go, 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 you when a person's doing that, it could create a fear. I'm not letting myself do the affirmations because I'm scared that if I do the affirmations, then I'm going to start become becoming a arrogant. Yeah. Right. So Yosef Mattel was saying, what do you do when I say I'm great, I'm wonderful, I'm so loving, I'm so good in learning, I'm so whatever your affirmations are going to be, right? And then what happens? There's a side of you or a part of you to talk uh, the IFS language, where Simcharabu will help us with that, where right away you're going to say, ah, come on, well, you're, that's not true, you're lying, that's not true. So could you help us with that? So what does a person do, Simcharabu? So I'm just going to start off with, like, because uh, Moshe uh, jumped in with like a perfect um, end point, but the middle point is curiosity. So if I'm, if I'm telling myself that I love myself and I notice that there's another part of me saying that that's not true or that I'm not allowed to do that or whatever that is saying, it's the curiosity. Because in Moshe's example, which is not what I would have thought, I wouldn't have guessed that, is, well, there's a reason why I don't want you to say this to yourself because I'm worried about Gaiva. So now instead of standing in front of the mirror and keep on doing something, which is just strengthening another part of me that's Wait, not... explain in. that. You have to explain that. Okay. So is saying that when I, if I'm standing in front of the mirror and I'm saying, you are amazing, you are amazing, you are wonderful, I love you, okay? There's another part, tell me if I'm doing this right, there's another part that's saying, what are you talking about? You're so ugly, what are you saying? You're not smart, you're not good looking, you're a, no, you're a good for nothing, no one loves you. Right. So, so, that, that, when, so sometimes, that, nice, I just wanna say, that doesn't mm-hmm. happen all the time to all affirmations. Well, We're talking about a case where- right, A lot of times so, people, okay. Are, okay, so, so what do so you now, say? So, so now, that strengthens what right. Simcha Rabbah is saying, you're trying is to, that when I start saying, oh, I love me, I love me, you're so wonderful, you're this, He's saying it actually agitates, it, it, it's counterproductive, because I'm trying to become all loving to myself. But what it does is, is it counteracts a part of you that says, I'm gonna make sure, yeah? Right. Is that what happens? Tell that's me. Right. So when that's happening, so it's because there's another part that is not wanting that to happen. So now instead of you walking away feeling like you love yourself, you end up either being in this like, you know, scatterbrain, because now you have like the conflict, 
or you're just stuck with the part, which is often happens, you're stuck with the part that said, you're not good. So you walk away from the mirror feeling not good. Okay. So if you loved yourself, you keep saying, I love myself, I love myself. Well, we're, you know right. right, well, we're talking about somebody that, that's right. So okay, now what Moshe said, he's working so on that. He's working. So now, I just want to pause for a second just to get out the idea. When you're curious about that other part, instead of trying to shout it down, why are you telling me that I don't love myself? Then something like what Moshe just said will come up, which is, because I don't want you to become a Balgaiva. And that's a really valid concern. So now instead of standing in front of the mirror and continuing this conflict, it's like, okay, so now I have to discuss with myself. I have to explain to myself why this wouldn't be Gaiva, or talk to a Rebbe, or do whatever I do. But it, you're now, because of the curiosity that you brought to that part, you're now able to actually work on what actually needs to get worked on, instead of just walking into this constant conflict. So, what was, so what's the advice? So here I'm a, I'm, I'm a guy in yeshiva here. You come to the shir. I hear Rabbi Fisher say affirmations are important. Um, um, you know, uh, what was the line that I said a few years ago? Bombard yourself with affirmations. Wake up in the morning, which is something that I do. Wake up in the morning and bombard yourself with positive thinking. So what advice would you give to the guy who's doing that? And he feels and there's a noticing. blockage. He so, feels there's another so problem. What, the, what? the one word is curiosity, but the sentence and I think that this is probably, I never did this before, but I want to have a top 10 sentences. For sure, my top 10 list is, what would happen to me if this was true? If what was true? I'm standing in front of the mirror and I'm saying that I, I love myself. Right. And I notice this other part saying like, no, you come don't. on, like, what are you talking about? So I was like, okay, let me be curious and ask the question. What would happen to me if what I'm saying in the mirror is true, what concerns you uh -huh. about this statement? I mean, and that's where Moshe's thing comes right. in to say, well, I'm concerned if I tell myself that I love myself, then I'm going to become arrogant and I'm going to whatever it might right. be. And, and there can be many, you like... Want to say something, Yehuda? Or let's... Yeah, I... Come up, Yehuda. You can come up too. Come join. <laughs> come, come on, come on, come on. Come join. Come join. Come join. telling themselves they're beautiful in the mirror, but, but they're really not. What's that doing for them? I don't know if such a thing exists. <coughs> okay, maybe that was a bad example. So, well, so we'll, let's just get the, yeah, that, go ahead. So I, so I just want to say, uh, I, I, I love, I love this place. I was going to say that I love what you're saying, what Fisher's saying as well. Um, something that I do that I think gets me to the same location of what Rosenfeld is saying, and for me is just a lot more, uh, works for me, because it's like a little quicker in my mind, um, is <clears throat> when I'm standing there doing affirmations, which I actually just started recently, and that concern comes up, which comes up for me, I just kind of go, that what? That specific one that you mentioned? Yeah, sure. What, the right. arrogant? Really? Yeah, like, yo, okay. slow down, buddy. <laughs> Chill with it. You know? I, 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 I have, I, I have uh, a very big self-critical part, which, like, rides the wave of being unhealthy quite often. So, 
When I'm standing in the mirror, let's say this example, and I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm saying, dude, look at you, man. You know, you're awesome, and you know, you deserve to be loved, and you know, you deserve to spend time with people who help you be the best version of yourself, etc., etc. And then the part comes up and says, yo, you're gonna be, you know, no, like you're not. And then I'll take a moment compassionately with that part and, 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 and it'll share with me because you're gonna become a Balgaiva. Then I kind of just go straight to, you know, when I feel really bad about myself, that's when I end up being a Balgaiva. A Balgaiva is a Balgaiva when he feels really down on himself, right? The bully feels really bad about himself. So we're on the same team here. I don't want to be a Balgaiva. And, you know, taking that approach hasn't worked. Putting myself down hasn't worked. That's yes. why I'm even in the mirror right now, <laughs> looking in the mirror. Because the other way hasn't worked. So you worked. have a conversation with, with that with that. Yeah, part. yeah. And, and, okay. like, and like, I do kind of skip like the slowing down curiosity. Like, I just kind of go straight. So I'm there, complimenting myself. I'm realizing that, oh no, I'm going to be a Balgaiva. And I just go straight to, well, when I'm a Balgaiva, that's because I don't like myself. So we're on the same team here. So let me learn how to actually love myself. And then we won't be a Balgaiva. So both of these parts of Yehuda, I love you, Yehuda, I don't love you, are actually on the same team. Mm. And they want me to feel good. Beautiful. And then I just have an inner, inner hug. Okay, beautiful. Okay, beautiful. Thank you, Simcharama. Guys, Amir Tushem, tomorrow. To be continued, to be continued with Simcharaba, and now I'm inviting Yehuda as well. Thank you everyone. Have a wonderful, amazing